0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, and we are in the middle of the Shemona Esrei. We are in the middle of the Amidah, the 18 blessings, or 19 blessings today. And we are in the middle, and we are discussing the blessing, the 8th blessing, which is a blessing for healing. We all need healing. We all need, there's always something which goes wrong, because our bodies are just machines. Our bodies are machines. And just like we have to take our car in for service, right, regularly. And we have to put fuel into the car. And today you've got all these emission laws. You've got to make sure that it burns cleanly. So too with a human being. We need to make sure that we're fueling it right. And the emissions are coming out okay. And everything is running well, like it's a well-tuned machine. So Rambam has a whole section where he deals with the laws of healing. The Rambam has a whole section, amazing. If you haven't read it, you have to read the Rambam section on healing in the laws of character traits. He, brings he was down, a doctor, wasn't he? He was a doctor and a lawyer and a philosopher and a scientist oh, an and a rabbi and etc. He, really he was everything. He was one man show. Huh? Where do you read it? Where do you read it? You read the Rambam in the Rambam. And the Rambam. And the ramba <laughs> <laughs> What could you need? We have over here. Over here. If you look at the back, you'll see. We have. Can you fi- can right, you find it for me? Eight. The Deot. It's uh, the brown volume the brown over nine there, nine next eight. to the Aron, on your on your the left, left of the Aron, right there. Volume. All those brown ones. Look over there. Deot. It's on the right. On the right. There. Yeah. Yeah, there. Right there. Right there. Look Deot. So anyway, so there's a whole section over there. Look, if the whole section, if you can find Deot, you find Deot over there. I don't know. Yeah, I can't see from here. So look over there, Teot. It's uh, it's the brown those brown ones on the right, right next right next to it on the right, Teot. a whole section anyway, and we can't find it anyway. He goes through the laws of health, and basically he says three things. Three things. He says if you do these three things, I guarantee you good health. What are the three things? Number one, exercise. It's amazing. He was one of the first people to talk about exercise. Uh, exercise is number one. Do exercise. What do you mean by exercise? Go and learn. What is exercise? What do the doctors say? What exercise is? Take a walk. So, Khoteot is exercise. So, you take minimum 30 minutes a day. Yeah, whatever it is. So, 30 minutes a day, you walk, exercise every day. Number two, diet. Oh boy, that's a hard one. <laughs> it's a hard one. Diet is the hardest one in America, the land of plenty. To control what you eat, that is very, very hard. Diet. And he goes through a diet. It's very interesting The diet he goes through. And number three is bowel movements. I'm sorry, I say this in the morning, but bowel movements very important to have. Thank you so much. Bowel movements that is regular, very important. Bowel movements regular. It's good. And then a person will be blessed with good health. He says unless a person has bad DNA. It's interesting genetics. If your genetics are bad, he says I can't help you. But we can't conquer DNA. But if you do these three things, he says you will be blessed with good health. Amazing. So that is the Rambam. I just want to read you the Rambam, if I can find it very quickly. Um, it's a Rambam. Here we are. And uh, chapter 1. Chapter 2. And what's after chapter 2, guys? Huh? It should be chapter 3, right? Yeah. Oh, here we are. It's actually chapter 3, yeah, chapter 3. You see, chapter 3 of the Rambam. And what he, he introduces topic, it's very interesting how he introduces it, is that a person must fix his ways to do everything, the Shem Shamayim, to know Hashem. And you cannot know Hashem if your body is weak or sick. So in other words, a person being strong and functioning properly is in the midst of knowing Hashem, because you can't know Hashem if you're sick. Very simple. So therefore, he says, a person should eat and drink in order for your body to be strong and healthy. Amazing, huh? So therefore, let's just go through. A person should not eat whatever you desire. I, I can't say, it's very, very... <laughs> should I say the language? It's very harsh language. Like a dog or a donkey. <laughs> Dogs and donkeys eat whatever they see. A person must eat things which are beneficial to the body. Conversely, a person should not eat what is harmful to the body. For example, look at this, this is very interesting because he talks about different kinds of people. Some people are very hot-blooded. You touch them, always their body is always hot. And some people are very cold-blooded, which means you touch them, their body is body's always cold. For example, a person with a warm constitution should not eat meat or honey. It's very interesting, because meat and honey warm up the body. Nor drink wine. Interesting. Um, okay, so, it's a very interesting, the idea of medicine. So he says, a person should not just intend that their body should be healthy. They should intend their body should be whole and strong in order for their soul to be strong, to know God. In other words, the purpose of health is not an end in itself. You see people going to the gym. They're working out, working out. What for? Because they want to look good, that's it. No, we work out in order the body should be strong to know Hashem. Hashem. So Excuse very important, yeah. But you say when a person is ill, they don't get to know Hashem, but that's when I True think wrong. you would, because when, that's when people turn to Hashem. Right? You can turn to Hashem, but you cannot do mitzvot. You cannot oh, study oh. Torah really deeply because your mind is not working. Okay. So in uh, for, for, for order for a person to do mitzvot, okay. you have to be healthy. A person who is sick, of course, I'm not denigrate anyone who's sick. Obviously, people who are sick also can serve God in their head, but they can't serve God with actions. They can't walk around. They can't move around. So it's look what he says. It's impossible to understand and become knowledgeable in the wisdoms when one is starving or sick, with one of their limbs pain them. You're in pain. Your mind doesn't work. So it's very important to be healthy. Why? To know Hashem. So you can come to class. So you can learn Torah. It's very hard it's very very hard person is sick, it's very hard. you're not in it you're not you know your mind is elsewhere your mind is thinking about your worries about your, 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 your health. Similarly he says when having children person should have intend to have children with the hope that they should be great in Israel. So these are intentions behind things. People should have intentions when they do something they should have good intentions always because the good intention can elevate what you do the intention you have, can elevate what you do. And this way, can you imagine, a person will be serving Hashem constantly, even in the midst of the business dealings, while well, I'm doing business so I can support myself to learn Torah, to know Hashem. So then everything becomes a mitzvah. Eating becomes a mitzvah, drinking becomes a mitzvah, going to sleep becomes a mitzvah. Even during physical intimacy. Why? Because then I want to serve Hashem, I want to bring a child who will serve Hashem. Even when a person is sleeping, if you retire with the intention, I'm sleeping in order to be healthy to serve Hashem. So, this way your sleeping becomes a mitzvah. This way a person can be serving God 24 7. Amazing, amazing concept. With the thoughts behind the deeds, a person can be serving God. Imagine, two people eating. Mm-hmm. One person is eating because I want to be healthy to serve Hashem, and the other person is eating because he's starving. <laughs> or because he's. He whatever. Likes to eat. Okay, he likes to eat. Okay, so <laughs> one person is getting zikud. Getting merits in the next world. One person not getting merits. It's amazing. Just by a thought, a person can get merits. A person can transform their mundane actions into a mitzvah. Just by thinking. And that's what the rabbi said. All your deeds should be for the sake of heaven. This is Proverbs chapter three, <coughs> pasuk six. It's a very beautiful, very, very beautiful idea that you can serve God with all your, everything you do. Okay, so that's laws of health. So we pray every day. Refaito, we pray three times a day. Refaito Hashem ve'erafeh. Heal us Hashem. And make me healthy, make us healthy. So, we discussed already... So when you say that prayer, you're allowed to insert individuals' names that need a refuah? Yes. yes, and not only that, but you can insert every single prayer. In all the 13 middle prayers, your own private prayer. Right. Now some people, that's, all, but that's what I'm telling you is a big debate. Some people say, whatever you need, your individual prayer should be only in Shema Others say you can insert them in every single prayer. To do with that prayer. You can't say something not to do with the prayer. For example, if it's a prayer for brains, you can say, Please, Hashem, give me, give me brains. <laughs> and give so-and-so my son brains and my daughter brains or whatever it is. You can pray for people to have brains. Uh, but you can't pray for money when you're praying for brains. You know what I mean? You can't pray for health when you're praying for brains. You've got to pray, keep on topic. But our pay- The other people no. say, no, you can only insert your private prayers in Shema Koleinu. At the end. There's a big at debate. Shema b- Koleinu, not at the end. Shema at the end, Koleinu is, is not the end. It's, it pages it's before Modim. Right. Before Rotei. But in the, in the beginning, in the prayers in the morning, when you say, don't make me and like a man with... The, the next page, there's a prayer that you could say anything you need to get by your day. You could say prayers anytime you want. No, but right. you know what I'm talking about? It's in the... Yes, Hiratzon, the Hiratzon. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You can pray it, but they can add your own Hiratzon. No, but, but the question is, so if you're inserting somebody's name in the Vufuah prayer, yeah. yes. Can you only do it for so long, or if they have something chronic, can you continue to do? That's this? a very good, excellent question. And sometimes yeah, people say, "Pray, Rabbi, pray for so and so," and they don't come back to you eight years later, <laughs> and you find out either guy passed away already, or the guy's better, or he doesn't. You know, so it's it's very important to keep you. <laughs> people should keep in touch. Right. So it's it's not good to pray for someone when they don't need it, because mm-hmm. every time you mention someone's name, there's a court case. <gasps> no joke every so time you, you mention someone's name you say Hashem please heal someone so Hashem says ok let's open up the books and see what's going on with the guy why, why does, he need it? does he need help what's wrong with him so it's not a joke so that's why the best prayer it's interesting. this is very very fascinating it's fascinating because Moshe Rabbeinu when he prays for his sister what does he say oh Elna please God Rafa Nala, Rafa Nala. heal her please mm-hmm. where's her name where's her name he knows. And the answer is she was right there. Right. So in other words, if you have someone next to you who needs refuah, just don't pray with their name. It's better to pray without a name. Pray for them. Right there. So say you go to the hospitals hospital to visit someone. You don't say a prayer with their name. You say, please Hashem, heal him or heal her. This way you don't have to mention their name. It's better not to mention their name because we said if you mention their name, they open their books and, and check, their, <laughs> check the account of that name. Yes. So if there's someone with a chronic condition and you want to pray to make sure that it doesn't develop again. Yeah, Is that appropriate? Is that prayer? It is up to a point. In other words, if the doctors say, listen, it's under control. It's under control. I don't think you should keep on praying for that person. Right. Um, on the other hand, if that person feels better if you pray for them, then you should pray for them. The person says, please pray for me. I have this chronic condition, but I want to get out of it. Please pray for me. You can pray. Because then it's psychological as well. You're helping the person. What happens if you know for a fact that this is a Not just a chronic condition, but it's a condition that will never get better. That's what they were living with. There's no such thing. That's what doctors say. So that's, we believe in God. God is above, above. That can go on for years and years. Hashem can cure anyone. If he wants to. Listen, let me tell you a story. It's a beautiful story. This is a story from Tanakh. Everyone knows the story. Let's see if everyone knows the story. It's a story about Naaman. Who was Naaman? Let's go around the table. Who was Naaman? Naaman was the general of the king of Syria. He was the general of the king of Syria. And what was wrong with Naaman? He had leprosy. He had leprosy. And what happened? He had a maid from Israel. Because the, the Syrians would fight Israel and take captives. And he had a maid from Israel. And his maid, this little girl, would tell him, tell the general the that, why don't you go to the prophet? We have a prophet in Israel. His name is Elisha. Elisha the prophet. Why don't you go to Elisha and ask him to, say, to heal you? And Amman says, okay, I have nothing to lose. He gets a letter from the king of Syria, addressed, listen, he's pulling strings, he's a general. <laughs> I'll get a letter from the king of Syria to address the king of Israel to heal me. Imagine. So the king of Israel opens up his mail from the king of Syria and says, heal my general or else. <laughs> or else. And the king of Israel says, oh God, what am I going to do? I'm not a doctor, I'm not a prophet, I'm <laughs> He's going crazy. The king of Israel is going crazy. He'll heal my general. Or else. Or else. Which means war. Exactly. So he's, he's trembling. The king of Israel is trembling. Mm-hmm. So Elisha happened to go to him. didn't happen to go. He went to the palace and says, Why are you trembling? We have a God. I can send him to me. It's so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. We have, we have a prophet over here. I can send it to me. So Naaman comes to the king. The king directs him. Go straight to the prophet Elisha. So he, to go to anyway. he goes to Elisha. Anisha says, "Go and dunk in the River Jordan seven times. Go dip in the River Jordan seven times." And the Naaman gets furious. He, says, he said, "What?" He says, "The River Jordan is such a puny little river. It really is. If you go there in the summertime, I got a shark. not, yeah. you know. Right now, it's very good. Thank God, we have a lot of rains in Israel. Thank God, many times yes. Hashem should make it yes. rain. Rising nicely. It's rising nicely. Baruch Hashem should keep it up." and now you see the river jordan it's really gushing now it's a miracle you see the jews cross the jordan it's like a big miracle The jordan is a big river now but you go in the summertime it's like what is it creek, <laughs> a creek. it's a really nothing there so Elish elisha Eli says go jump in the river jordan seven times he said i got bigger rivers in syria and it's a joke uh-huh. so seven servant said listen you came all the way why don't you just try it he goes in the river jordan seven times he's healed comes down he's healed he, he goes straight to the <laughs> prophet he says prophet he says i brought what do you want you want gold silver clothes what do you want i got everything for you and the prophet says i won't take a penny from you because i want you to know it wasn't me it was hashem right. i'm not going to take a penny so it's a tremendous kiddush hashem he made he didn't take a penny it's not me i didn't cure you it's god that cured you you want to bring gifts to god that's something else i don't take gifts because it's not me i didn't do anything so that's the story that's part of the story. I'm not gonna go there, the story is not in the But anyway, we see over here that God has the power to heal and a doctor who says to someone is a murderer. You have only a week left to live is a murderer. That's not nice. But you know what happened? The joke the joke is the doctor says, You only have a week to live. The guy says, Well I can't pay a bill. So okay, six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you six months more, so you know my father my father my father's special. He's unique. My father's unique. They don't make up like that anymore. My father went to the doctor. He says, why do you come to me? He says, my heart is palpitating. It's beating hard. I feel it in my chest. So the doctor says, do you want it to stop? <laughs> so what happened is the doctor died. <laughs> my father was unique. You don't mess around with my father. He was unique. The doctor lives another six months. So tragic. Okay. <laughs> he died of heart attack. But anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, he had a heart attack. <laughs> so, it's, it's very hard. Don't play God. A person should never play God. And doctors should never play God. God has a sense of humor as well. Doctor says, you're going to live? Okay. Good. You're going to die? Okay. He's playing God. God says, you want to know what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Okay. So anyway, so the spiritual needs of the individual, we talked about the first three blessings. Our number one is... Come on, let's go. Chonen Ha Da'at. Brains. We want brains. Number one. Number two is bring us back to your Torah right. we have to know the Torah is the Etz Chaim the name of the show is Etz Chaim the Torah is Etz Chaim it's the tree of life. Life. life what happened if Adam would have eaten from the tree of life he, he would have lived forever if you want to live forever eat from the tree of life <laughs> what do you mean live forever your soul will live forever the person eats from the tree of life what we doing right now is life for the soul forever. It's, it's very. That's the name of the show. It's a tree of life for those who grab onto it. You have, to, you have to grab onto it. But isn't the soul around all the time? Souls are a lamb, but what gives the soul life? Only the energy that it had in this world. A person never learns Torah in this world, he'll die like an animal, Rambam says. Oy. You go to sleep, oh, that's it. Gone. Souls ended. A person who learns Torah, that's, that's the... Uh, Gasoline for the soul. It keeps the soul going. It's the energy for the soul. And you see it. You see a person learns Torah, their face brightens up, the soul is alive. You see people don't learn Torah, they're depressed. They're gone. They're just on the way out. And you see all the evil that goes on in the world that people don't learn Torah. So it really is a tree of life, and we have to realise that. So number two is bring us back to your Torah. Number three is slichah. First thing you learn in Israel, slicha. They back you in the back and then slicha, slicha, slicha. So slicha, slach Please forgive us, Hashem. Now we come to this fourth blessing. Is now physical blessings. We're now on the physical. So we talked about the spiritual, right? Spiritual layers. Give me brains. Brains is the key to spirituality. People don't realize. Use their brains for garbage. Brains is the key to spirituality. Number two is Torah. Spirituality for the soul. Number three is slicha to rebuild our connect, connect, reconnect our relationship with Hashem. Now we come to number 4, which is physical. We pray for healing. Hashem, heal us. Refainu Hashem, This is number... What number we are we on? Eight. Eight plus. Okay, so, so the, we're talking about healing. And the word for healing is Rafaedu. It's interesting because it says, the Gemara says in Kedushin, the Gemara talks about what to teach your child. What trade should you give, teach your child? We went through this a few, a few weeks ago. What trade? Let's go. Clean, clean and light. light. Very good. Clean and light. What's clean and light? White color work. Any white color trade. That's why Jews are always accountants, doctors, lawyers. They're always white color trades. Why? The Gemara says, his advice to Jews is to stay white color. Why? Because then, when you're, even when you're working, you can always think about God. Even when a person's working this, sh- you know, the joke is the joke is the, the, the guy comes to the rabbi, he says, Rabbi, he says, I got a problem. He says, What's your problem? So I'm trying to pray to God and I'm always thinking about my business. I'm praying and praying and praying, and my business comes into my head. This guy owes oh, this guy money, this guy owes me money, this guy. What can I do? So the rabbi says be very smart. He said, When you're doing business, think about God as well. So when you're praying to God, you think about your business. So when you're doing a business think about God as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a very all day nice long about God. And you could talk to him all day too. All the time. Okay. Yes, you can be a nudnik. <laughs> when it comes to God, you can be a nudnik as much as you want, and that's what God wants, because God likes to hear from you. Hashem, please, you don't even have to make a phone call. It's so great. either. It's a local call, you can email, you can do what you want. You don't have to email either, right? You just talk to God all day long. That's the best thing you can do. If you have nothing else to do, talk to God. That's the best thing you can do, really, honestly. It's the most powerful thing you can do. So, so we are discussing Rifa'enu Hashem Ve'erafeh. Please heal us, Hashem Ve'erafeh. What's It's All of a sudden, it goes from the plural to the singular. Rifa'enu is in the Plural. What does that mean? Because when you pray for something, you shouldn't pray for yourself alone. That's selfish prayer. Right. Selfish prayer is not being answered as much as? A group. A group. A group prayer. Right. When you pray for everyone, everybody. Hashem says, I like this. I like the fact that you're not selfish. Mm-hmm. I like the fact, it's very hard because when, by nature we are selfish. By nature, it's, it's instinctive. Right? When a baby cries, he doesn't cry for his brother. He's crying for?
1: Himself.
0: Why? Hungry. it's instinctive it's part of the instinct it's self-preservation that's right. Hashem that's says right. the baby's going to cry he's not crying for his poor mummy, he's going to wake up two o'clock in the morning to feed him he's crying for himself <laughs> he cries for himself he doesn't cry for you that is that's how we're created we are created self-centric egocentric, and we have to be taught to get out of it we have to be taught by our parents don't just think of yourself. Help in the house. It's very important for mothers to tell their daughters and sons to have little things to do in the house. It's very important to give people things to do and not do everything yourself, even though sometimes it's more convenient to yourself. Why? Because then you teach them, it's not just about them, it's about giving as well. It's not just about taking, it's also about giving. You know, when I was a kid, we all we have four boys oh god my mother had a hard time <laughs> but we all had chores to do right. like on uh, we had turns it's amazing so we had turns peeling potatoes I remember Friday night Thursday night was peeling time we had to peel the potatoes for the house for Shabbat and then every Shabbat we'd take turns washing dishes it's all boys over here <laughs> boys don't like washing dishes but uh, we had t- uh, chores we had chores cleaning, cleaning and then, yeah, yeah. It was very good washing clothes we, we all did it all so this way, I'm house trained. When I get married, I'm house trained. You know, I mean? right? Better <laughs> than the most men. <laughs> yeah, my mother made us trained us up. So we trained. We're ready. So we got married as soon as possible to get out. To <laughs> <laughs> be unhouse trained. I tell you, that's the best incentive. Oh, I don't have to wash anymore. I can't wait. Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> uh, my wife says, "Get out of the kitchen." No. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> Whatever you say. Thank you so much. Okay. My mother says, get in the kitchen and, and peel some potatoes. Okay. All right. Now get two different women telling you different things yeah. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, that's why I'm happy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> A prayer for health and healing. So interesting. So it starts off in the plural and it ends off in and the singular. singular. Why? Because we want health. We want to give everyone health. We want to pray for everyone to have health. And then we focus on ourselves. So it's not totally, it's not totally selfish. We start off in the plural. And it's very important to have... Plural play, prayers. The prayers should be in the plural. All our prayers, you read the astray, they are all in the plural. All our prayers in the plural. Why? A very important point. The Arizad says, before you pray, this is very hard to do. Before you pray, you have to accept upon yourself a mitzvah to love your fellow person as yourself. Before you pray, it's very hard to actually say, you know. I accept upon myself the mitzvah of love your friend as yourself before you pray because he says then your prayers are more effective because then your prayers are linking with all the prayers of all the Jews around the world think about that I want to link my prayers to other Jews but I can't if I don't love them as well so I got to link myself to other people how do I link myself to other people because I care about that if you care about other people then Hashem says now you're like one with the other people Amazing. Amazing concept. And then your prayers go up even better because you're linked together. It's amazing. So the prayers said with a, a minion, with a community, is much more powerful than prayers said with an individual by himself or herself. Why? Because the person says prayers by themselves. It's for Hashem examines the person.
1: Right.
0: Who is this guy talking to me? Let's see what he, his reports are. Is he getting good reports or bad reports? So, But a person prays with a group they go through. The whole group goes through without any inspections. right? It's like if you cross the border in a bus, it's much easier than crossing the border by yourself. That's true. If you cross the border by yourself, they're going to look at you, look open your passport, take out your stuff, da da But if you're in a bus, what are they going to do? Hold up the whole bus for 10 hours, and they're not going to bother. Okay, you, 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 bye. Goodbye. <laughs> so the same thing applies to pray. If you pray by yourself, they hold up. Okay, come over here. It <laughs> happened to me, I was going to uh, I was coming to the u s from I used to live in Vancouver, so we used to buy our groceries from Seattle, much cheaper Seattle, seattle we go to seattle right. it 's like a two and a half hour drive across the border. piece of cake. <coughs> you go across, you come back a piece of cake Right. Mm-hmm. usually it 's a piece of cake, but it we got problems. Be... We have problems, why? Because we all had different passports. Mm-hmm. I had a British passport. My wife had an Israeli passport. my kids I was like, why is it? <laughs> okay, you get up uh, can you come out here, please stand up here <laughs> <laughs> take all your stuff out of the car. But it's Arab Shabbat. Don't worry, we'll get you there before sunset. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun over there. Gosh. Uh, so you have all the kids and all the baggage. Uh, gosh, it drove us crazy, these people. Okay. <laughs> but if you go on a bus, they're not going to drive you crazy. Right? So uh, that's the difference. It's a difference in praying by yourself and praying with everyone else. It's very, very important to pray with everyone. So how? I'm alone in my house. How do I pray with everyone? I want to pray now. How am I going to pray with everyone? I can't go to show what I do? And the answer is, if you link yourself to everyone, by number one, praying in the plural. Number two is accepting the mitzvah of the and Rech It's like you're praying with everyone. That's a very important key to successful prayer. Very important key to successful prayer. So a prayer for health and healing requires Little comment. Everyone needs healing. We all need healing. We all understand. This is a basic prayer of all human beings. Every human being will pray for health at one time in their lives, another. Everyone, every human, they don't pray for themselves. They pray for their relatives their sick, brother, sister, father, mother, grandparents. Everyone can pray for sickness. However, it's an important point, and that is, we're not praying to a doctor. We're praying to the boss of the doctor. We're praying to the doctor's doctor. (laughs) We're praying to a higher authority, much higher this is the God of the universe this is the God of the world, so we are praying to higher, so what is the doctor who treats the patient, it is the God who cures them, the doctor may treat you, but the doctors will cure you Hashem cures you, the doctor is a messenger now there's doctors and doctors that's why you've got to find the right messenger you know the famous joke, it says uh, three people go to the doctor, the doctor says one week left so the Scotsman takes out the piggy bank and starts taking out the money and starts spending some money. And the Frenchman goes and does things I can't tell you what he does. And the Jew says, I'll get a de- second opinion. <laughs> you have to go to different doctors. I've been to a doctor who was a disaster. He was a professor of medicine. He says, Rabbi, I'll cure you. I'll cure you. Whenever a doctor says, I'll cure you, get away oh, from that boy. guy. <laughs> but I didn't. You know, I made, I made a big mistake. He gave me all kinds of medicines and tried me, all kinds of treatments. Nothing worked. Nothing worked. So I went to a local doctor, and he gave me something, it worked. Hmm. You know, thank God. So don't put your faith in doctors, the greatest doctors. The Gemara says, I, just, I got sidetracked. The Gemara Kiddushin says, you teach a child a trade which is easy and clean. 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 And then it says, Tov sheberofim legeinam. The best doctors go to hell. Shh. I think, well, the commentaries all ask the question, what's going on? Why are the best doctors in hell? What it means is the doctor who thinks he's the best. Right. Who doesn't want to refer you to anyone else. I will cure you. I'm not going to refer you to this one, that one. I know everything. Dangerous. The guy is dangerous because he doesn't believe. He has ego. The doctor has an ego. A doctor with ego is the worst doctor. Why? They'll never send you for second opinions. They'll never send you to anyone else. They'll kill you and rather be hurt. <laughs> or there's another explanation. And this is a very important explanation. The word tov. How, what's the gematria of the word tov let's go who can work it out for me tet vab bet let's go I, I spelt it out for you 9, nine 6, nine, six nine, and 2 how much is that Hi! 18, Eighteen no. how many blessings in the Shemona Esrei 19 19, Nineteen. 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 Six, six, six. well but it's called the 18 blessings he says a doctor doesn't who be- believes in 18 he's tov he, does, he only believes in 18 blessings he doesn't believe that this blessing is true Because I heal you not God He's gonna get him on. He's gonna help. Oh, he doesn't doctor, believe in God. The doctor doesn't believe in God heals. It's not a good doctor. Don't go there. Okay. So, but so you got to look for the messenger. Hashem has many messages. You're gonna write find the right message. So this doctor can't help you. Go to a different doctor. This doctor doesn't have you help to go to someone else. There's always someone in the world. There's always something in the world. It's amazing. Today the technology is amazing, and there's new technology coming out. Israel is one of the Amazing! They're, they're, this guy's amazing. amazing. They're running the top in the field of medicine. Amazing! Mm-hmm. All kinds of inventions coming out of there, which. It's true. It's amazing. Thank God! Thank God! So everyone needs this prayer for health. We all need to be healthy. We need God, but we have to. Also that's that's the importance of this prayer. The importance of this prayer is don't rely on nature to heal you. Only. Of course, you have to go through natural means. You have to go to the doctor. You have to get medications. But don't just rely on this and say this is that. I got it. I found the cure. Because it, finally, it's God who's the healer. So this blessing, as all others, is phrased in the plural. The rabbi suggested personizing the blessing. You have to explain who is this blessing for. And that's why you can add names in this blessing. There's a section over there to add names. Please, God, help us and help me heal me and also heals so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so. And so. Now, it's interesting how we mention a sick person's name. And the answer is we use the mother's name, not the father's name. Why is that? Why do we use the mother's name and not the father's name? So it's based on a pasuk. We learn it from a verse. David and Melech, no less, King David says, "Ani I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. So if he uses his mother's name, and we, we use do. our mother's name as well. So sick people, now it's interesting, the Sephardic custom is even for the dead people. We use the mother's name on the tombstone. Interesting, it's very fascinating. Whereas Ashkenaz use the father's name, Sephardic we use the mother's name, not just for sick people, right through it, except for calling for the Aliyah. Mm-hmm. And the Aliyah we use the father's right. name, why? Because the father's name is the tribe, right. but the mother's name is the Judaism. The name is The mother gives Judaism, Judaism to the parent, child. The mother inherits Judaism. You know, it's interesting because, you know, people are so f- foolish. Let me see. Let me tell you what's going on. So the reform movement, <coughs> let's, say, let's say Dugri, the reform movement came along. Very, very pro-women, right? You no know, machitza, sit next to each other. You can sing. You can be the rabbi. You can be the chazan. But what they did is they took away the power of women in a very big way. Why? Because they said Judaism does not go through the women only. They took this away from women. This is the yeah. power of a woman. The power of a Jewish woman is Judaism flows from the Jewish woman. Mm-hmm. Judaism does not flow from a Jewish man. The Reform women came along with all the power to the women. They took away the power of the women. They gave it to a man instead. Yeah. As well. So whether your father is Jewish or your mother is Jewish, I am Jewish, okay. But it doesn't work like that. Jewish law, Jewish law doesn't work like that. Jewish law. It is only the woman who can pass down Judaism. amazing the power of the Jewish woman in other words the guy may be the biggest sadiq the biggest rabbi the biggest lamb if his wife's not Jewish his children are not Jewish that's it he can't do it You can't do it without a Jewish wife he'll, he'll a to go to the okay you can convert you can always convert someone okay but I'll just give you that by the way so we call we, we mention people's names by the mother's name that's the power of the woman she is the one who brought him into the Judaism she brought him into doesn't matter who the father is but the mother is the critical piece and therefore, we personalize the prayers by praying for people who are sick. And that's the book of Psalms in chapter 116, which is part of the Halal. David says, I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. One 116 Tehillim. look up today, verse 16. 116, 16, very easy to remember. 116, 16. So we learn from there that you use your mother's name. If the mother's name is unknown, which I don't know how that works, then you can use the father's name. If you, don't, if you don't remember, just on the spur of the moment, you don't remember the guy's mother's name, you can use the father's name. Okay, so a blessing for healing is very, very important. But don't forget, I want to be healthy. Why? I want to be healthy because I want to serve Hashem. This way the health becomes a mitzvah as well. I'm eating to serve Hashem. I'm drinking to serve Hashem. It's very hard to do. And especially on Shabbat. What should a person say on Shabbat. Yeah, for Shabbat. Very good. A person should eat and say, "L'shem Shabbat Kodesh." This is for the sake of the holy Shabbat. It makes a very big difference in the holiness of the food. The person eats this way. A person is eating for the sake of holiness. I'm eating for the sake of the holiness of Shabbat. You know, first time I saw this, I got stunned. Why? Well, I, I was I was young boys in yeshiva, just went to Israel, eighteen years old. I'm in I'm in yeshiva in Geula. Oh, beautiful! I love Geula, Geula in Yerushalayim. It's one of the beautiful places in Yerushalayim. You only feel it on Shabbat. Generally, it's like a madhouse. I don't know. Because everyone's on the streets, and people are buying. And it's packed. The street's always packed. But on Shabbat, everything comes to a close. It's so beautiful to see. You walk in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. You're walking in everywhere where there's Shor Shabbat in Israel. No buses, no cars, no this, no that. Everything's peace. So they told me to go to, just just to get a glimpse of what's going on, go to this shul in Me'a Sharim. So I went to the shul in Me'a Sharim, and sure enough, the guy invites me to his house. Yeah, just, it's amazing. Any, any guy, I see a, a person over there with no place to go, you invite them over for Shabbat. Right. So I go to his house. There wasn't much food on the table, because obviously he didn't have the leave. But every spoonful he took... He said, "Lichvod Shabbat Kodesh. For the sake of the holy Shabbat, which is very, very powerful and a very good idea to do. It's so hard to do because the person's hungry and they're starving, and the Yitzharah says, Don't say it. Very rush. Eat it. And the answer is very important to say, "Lichvod Shabbat Kodesh. At least once. At least once. Okay. So now we're moving on to the ninth blessing, which is the blessing for. Quickly. Money! How practical. Practical. Right oh, how do you know that If there's no flour there's no Torah what does that mean you have, to be able to eat you have to be able to eat and you have to be able to live and you have to be able to manage and then you have the mind to be able to learn Torah. If a person doesn't have their own daily bread, they, they don't have food to eat Are well, they to worry they don't have time to think about Torah, their mind's going to be busy thinking preoccupied so therefore it's very important person should have a trade should have occupation should have money coming in says Rabbeinu Tam who is Rabbeinu Tam? Rabbeinu Tam was the grandson of Russia. Rashi Rashi's grandson he says when he learned Torah he put four gold coins on the table why? my mind is at ease I don't have to rush anywhere I got four gold coins right here I can learn Torah with no preoccupation with anything else I don't have to worry about my business i got money right here. So that's, that's the idea. The idea is to try, when you learn Torah, try and remove all other thoughts from your head. And that's the importance of financial prosperity. Why do we want to be wealthy? It's interesting. There's a beautiful Rambam. The Rambam says, why do Jews want Mashiach to come? Let's go around the table. Why do you want Mashiach to come? Chabad made a song. We want Mashiach. No, we, but why? Why do we want Mashiach? For what? Rambam asks the question, why do we want Mashiach? Guess, let's go around the table. Why do we want Mashiach? Establish the service. Establish the service in the temple. Number one. Okay, good. Peace in the world. Peace Peace in the world. world. Beautiful. What else? Well, you you feel... So we get closer to God. Closer to God. Your family comes back. Your family comes back. Okay, we've got some great suggestions, but uh, Rambam says, not to take vengeance on our enemies. Not to rule the world. Not for this, not for that. And then he says, we do it in order we have peace and security to be able to learn Torah and serve Hashem. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is, I want peace in the world. They leave us alone. They leave Israel alone. No armies, no wars. We can serve Hashem in peace and security. That's what we want. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is... And that's the same thing. Why do we want money? And the answer is, we don't want money because we want to be rich. We want money because we can send our kids to yeshiva. That's number one in America's craziness. <laughs> yes. The amount of money which it costs <laughs> to send your kids to yeshiva. Oh it's crazy. Oh. <laughs> so we need the money. We need money to learn ourselves so I can have time to learn. As see people working two jobs over here. Working morning, evening, night for money. Shabbat. Money. It's all money. It's all money. But a person has going to pray that I don't have to break Shabbat for the money. I don't have to rob the bank to send my kids to yeshiva. I don't have to do all these things. I want the money. Hashem gives the blessing. You know what? Hashem gives blessings. It's amazing. There's many, Hashem has many messengers to give blessing to a person. Hashem has many messengers. You know, there's a beautiful story. It says, Eliyahu Navi. Eliyahu Nabi. Who's Eliyahu Navi? Eliyahu Navi. Elijah the prophet. Know. Elijah. So prophet Elijah. Elijah. Right. It says he did a tremendous miracle on Mount Carmel. You remember right. that? Yeah. He had a, a spiritual duel with the prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. Four hundred prophets against one. Can you imagine? He, he was outnumbered four hundred to one. He won, and he won, <laughs> but he didn't win. You know why he didn't win? Because the, because the Jews there. said Hashem huaylokim, Hashem huaylokim. God is the God. God is the God. And the next day they forgot everything. And the next day he was a hunted man by the queen, Jezebel, Isabel. Oh, she was a horrible. And he ran away to Beer Sheba. Mm-hmm. One of the d- deserts around Beersheba. He's, he's in the middle of a desert and he has no food and no drink and no nothing. And what happens? Guess what happens? What happens? Impressive. The ravens come. Yeah. Now, ravens are normally carnivores. Why? Ravens eat the people's People? carcasses, Why? but they didn't come to eat him. They came to deliver food to him. <laughs> they delivered food. Galat kosher from the king's from the king's (laughs) plate it's amazing they came straight from the king of of Judah because it was kosher king of Judah was kosher and they delivered Galat kosher airline meals (laughs) straight to Eliyahu and Avi and he's sitting in the middle of the desert he says God please kill me I can't take anymore and God says take your time slowly don't worry first have have a meal and he gives him food. The, the ravens make a service of delivering meals to him. Come on, meals on wheels. Meals on air. <laughs> <laughs> meals by air. And the meals come in. And they're dropping food to him and dropping food. And God says, eat more and eat more and eat more. Like a Jewish mother. Why? <laughs> because on this strength of this meal, you're going to have to live for 40 days. Because Moshe Rabbeinu on Mount Sinai for 40 days. We don't really realize he never ate, never drank. Right. No. Eliyahu had to be on Mount Sinai also you know that? Eliyahu went to Mount Sinai Hashem says, eat and drink because you need to go to Mount Sinai I'm go- you're going to have a revelation on Mount Sinai like Moshe Rabbeinu had a revelation on Mount Sinai you know, people don't realize, Eliyahu was on Mount Sinai 40 days as well, with no eating, no drinking because the ravens gave him food Come so in other words, the Gemara says over there, Harbesh Luchim God has many messengers, it's amazing amazing if the messenger, if this guy won't, won't supply the food, the other guy will supply the food. This guy doesn't supply the food. Hashem, the person God, believe. We believe in God, and God has many messengers. The most unlikely people sometimes can be the messengers. Sometimes even Donald Trump can be a messenger. Hashem has many messengers. So we have to realize, the person God. keep an eye out. We'll always have faith. I couldn't get my help from here. I couldn't get my help from here. I couldn't get my help from here. But maybe God will open another door over here. God closes doors and God opens doors. So we have to find out what does God want from me? And a person looking for God's plan will find God's plan. Hashem has a plan for everyone. Okay. So the ninth blessing is the blessing of prosperity. Pray to God to bless us. Bless us with prosperity. Bless us with money. You know, I see I'm I'm looking at these videos today. Someone shot a documentary in the black neighborhoods in, in Brooklyn. Why do you hate Jews? Nice. They ask the blacks, why do they hate Jews? Because look, they're attacking Jews all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the blacks say, we hate the Jews because they're rich. And they're taking over our properties and we can't live. Yeah. So how did the Jews get so rich? <laughs> how come you're not rich? Maybe you prayed this prayer, you'd also become rich. If we say these prayers, look, these prayers work. You see it. The prayers work. We've got to pray what, is and that the Hashem paragraph blocks. that you change what you say in December? You yeah. Change. So why do you change it? Ashkenazim change it. funny we don't change it. Oh, they don't. So which? We one just did? change one line. So the one line is, <laughs> When you pray for rain in the winter, right? That's when it changes. funny right. we change the whole paragraph. Ashkenazim just change one line. Right. Spai we're very radical. We change the whole paragraph. <laughs> we have much longer paragraph in the winter because the winter is the source of our sustenance. In Israel. So, winter, yeah. yeah, in Israel. Israel, because if it doesn't rain, so we make a special prayer for rain in the wintertime. And uh, Ashraf just changed one line yeah, over there, there, 10 talimatar, ten just to pray for rain. But it's very important to pray for rain, and that's why rain is in the sustenance prayer, because in those days, everyone was farmers. They were all farmers. If it didn't rain, everything died. Mm-hmm. Terrible, terrible. Right. The worst curse is famine. People die of salvation. It's a horrible (laughs) sight. So today we're lucky. And we have to keep praying. So now what's interesting about Judaism is, even when things are good, even when you're healthy, you pray for health. Why? Why do I need to pray for health when I'm healthy? It's an insurance policy. We have the best insurance policy. You're playing playing for other people too. In plural as well. So it's for everyone, not for you. Right. <coughs> I'm just saying it's an insurance policy. When you're wealthy, you still pray for wealth. I've never seen a guy pray so much. I know I knew you're a very, very wealthy guy. And when I saw him, I couldn't see his head was right inside the ark. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like he was trying to jump in the ark. <laughs> but he was praying with all his heart. You could see, and it's going straight after you know, after you finish our prayers, Bye. everyone leaves. Oh. But this guy was smart. He says, I want a personal interview with Hashem. Inside the ark. Straight to the ark, puts his head inside and pray Hashem, please help. He's the richest guy. What's he praying for? And the answer is, he has the most to lose. People have the most to lose. You should pray the most. So, so don't think that poor people pray the most. It's not true. They don't have anything to lose. But they don't realize the power of prayer is the most important. There's a, there's a joke. It says, um, there's a guy who goes in there. He's praying in the ark. Says, Hashem, please give me $100. Please give me $100. Please give me $100. Please give me $100. The rich guy comes in, gives him $100. <laughs> he says, go, go. He says, now it's my turn. Hashem, give me a $1 million. Give me $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> What does King David say? <laughs> open your mouth wide and I will fill it up. Is that 145? Yeah. So open your mouth wide, it says. What does that mean? Don't limit yourself when you're praying. Don't pray for. Bu- bu- what? What's it called? Babkis. Bup- huh? Bup- Bup- babkis. Don't pay for babkis. Bump- pray for something serious. Huh? Pray for something good. Why should we limit ourselves? Hashem is unlimited. Don't unlimit yourself. So, a person's prayers, just pray. So first, heal us, and then give us sustenance. So we see the comparison over here. Healing is very, very critical, but also food on your on your table is very, very critical. Food is very critical. The cra- couch in agricultural terms. So this is really, this prayer was built for an agricultural society. Praying for a good crop. But it's a prayer for parnasa. We want parnasa, Although we live in an industrial society, the world's economic well-being is still very much dependent on the food supply. And that's why it's very important to pray for rain and pray. People don't realize that. You see, look at the world today. It's crazy. Look at Australia. It's burning up. Come on, i never seen anything like it in my life. Look at it. It's burning up. Why? There's no rain. Maybe we should send this paragraph to the <laughs> Prime Minister of Australia. Get everyone to pray for rain. It's so simple. Why don't people pray for rain? You know, in Israel, there's no rain. You know what you do? There's a whole masecheh. Okay. tanit. There's fasting and there's yeah. praying. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, last few years they've been doing that. Every time they fast and prayed, it rained. It rained. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. We've got to pray for rain. Because a drought is terrible for society. People die of starvation. It's terrible. Yeah. Until today, third world countries, they die of they starvation. Die. Yeah. People die. So the prayer stresses that the year and the produce be blessed. It should be letovah. So now there's two kinds of blessings. Unfortunately, there's a blessing of plenty, which is for bad. And there's a blessing for plenty, which is for good. When you are praying for money, you always got to pray, this money should be letovah. This money should not be a curse for me or my family. This money should be a blessing for me. You see children going off the path. Why? Because they're spoiled brats. Why? Because they have a trust fund and they can do whatever they want and there's... It's going on today in in England, right, with the the royal family is falling apart. Money Mm -hmm. is can be the best thing, and the money can be the biggest evil. It can be a blessing, so we pray. Please, Hashem, bless us. Letovah, give us the money for good. Give us the money for mitzvot. Give us the money to give stakar. Give us the money to so we can pray. Give us the money so we can learn Torah. Give us the money for good things. Don't give us the money for doctor bills and for the hospitals or husband. Give us the money for good causes. Give us the money so our children will listen to us and not rebel against us. Give us the money for good things. So it's very important. Money is a blessing and money can be a curse. Money is a tool. That's all money is. Money is a tool. You can use a tool for good. You can use a tool for bad. <coughs> so it's very important. We pray Lethova. That's why this, this word is there in the... in the. Pay attention. Next time you say it letovah. It should be for good. I knew a guy. Unfortunately. A tragic. He used to live next to my mother. Every, every, every year I would go visit my mother and stay in a house in London. And I passed. I would pass this house on the way to shul every day, every day, every day I pass the house. And then my mother tells me, said, that guy lived in the house. He was a diamond broker. He was in diamonds. Very, very wealthy in diamonds. And one day he was mugged outside his house and Great, killed. They shot him. They shot him. They took his satchel. Full of diamonds, obviously. Right. So the money was... Lira'ah was an evil curse. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. We have gotta pray for money. Our money should be letovah for good things only. There's Hashem. We'll be healthy. Hashem will bless us with health and wealth and everything to serve Him. Hashem. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.